What's happening all my dysfunctional family members listening? You're tuned into another episode of View from the Hill. My guest today is lighting director extraordinaire Steve Irwin. At a very young age, he started learning from his brother about lighting techniques and stage design. And soon, his obsession became a career and Steve found himself doing lighting all over the country. We talk about his love for music and how it ties into the way he does lighting. We talk about his work with musicians and his three-year stint with Art Garfunkel. And we also talk about what he's been up to since returning to Athens and exactly what it takes to make the clock tower on the Athens County Courthouse shine with those awesome colors. So sit back and let Steve illuminate your mind. It's View from the Hill. I'm on my way.
change my soul and unchain my heart You made me crazy, you made me sad You're the best damn friend a girl could have With your ghostly and untuned guitars What's happening? You're listening to the newest episode of View from the Hill, www.viewfromthehill.com. We just listened to Angela Purley, Athens is her song, Angela Purley and the Howlin' Moons, her song Athens, that's a good one. I'm sitting here with my guest, Steve Irwin. No, not that Steve Irwin, he didn't come back from the dead after that crocodile got him, I'm here with Steve Irwin, lighting master. How you doing today, man? Very well. How you doing there, Hill? I'm doing well, man. It was good to uh, it was good to have you here. Like I was telling you earlier, uh, you're the you're the first guest with, that that I'm really excited to learn about because I've been having friends on the show, sort of, or or people that I I sort of know a little bit more to sort of help the show get going and just yeah, I could easily interview my friends. I could easily do that. And right. then, uh, you know, I linked up with you. You 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 sent out a message saying you'd be interested, and and I started learning all about you and all the lighting you've done uh, and all the stuff you've been into. And I was like, this is a, this is a really cool guy. I'm just going to, sure, let's do this. Let's do this. <laughs> I, I don't know much about you. Thank you for being here today. Hey, it's my pleasure. I mean, you've had a great, great bunch of uh, guests on here. So it's, it's really been my pleasure to jump in here and uh, to uh, be a part of this. I think it's great what you're doing and uh, it's a lot of fun. And so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to chatting a bit about... Uh, you know my part in Athens, and you know what Athens has done for me, and mm-hmm. and all that great stuff. So, Absolutely yeah. awesome. Well, sorry to pull you around, uh, pull you away from the early boogie on the bricks time because yeah. it's boogie on the bricks today. That's right. And, yeah. and and I had to pull you away from that to get you to do this show. So I apologize for that. Are you going to be enjoying it later tonight? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah I, I guess there's a few stages up there, and. Hopefully some good lights, right? That's what I'm all about. Hopefully right? some yeah. good Hopefully. lights. Definitely. And if there aren't, you know, I'll just spray some lights down there from my office because <laughs> right. that's what I do. Right? We're gonna talk about that. Absolutely, yeah. you could get the party really going. Yeah. Uh, that that song Athens by Angela Perley and the Howlin' Moons. Uh, you seen her play that out live a little bit and seen her been playing because she's really awesome. I saw them at uh, Casa. I saw her and her band at Casa. I guess it was. Uh, Jeez, I guess it's been a while now, but it was about 
four four or five months ago and uh, I was just super impressed mm-hmm. with that band I, I really all the bands around here are obviously just uh, have a have their own niche and you know kind of come from uh, their own angle um, uh, whether they're from Athens or or from the you know outlying areas or, or what have you mm-hmm. but um, yeah I was really impressed with them a lot of energy you know, she has a lot of creativity. Their their guitarist was, I mean, really, really smoking. You know, this guy playing guitar, and her and her and uh, her and this guy would swap back and forth, and just a, a lot of energy on that stage, and uh, that is really well received by the crowd. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely. I mean, that was a good review right there. Definitely. I uh, <laughs> I, I, I I checked her out a while ago too. It, it's also been a while, and I think you were saying something like this: is that um, you know, she's she's definitely a talent that seems to be growing, um, and that's awesome. I mean, every time I hear some some new music from her or anything, when I see something online, you know, it just seems to, wow, that's better than the last stuff. It just keeps getting better. She's really good, really good. That's what I do. Is I, you know, when I come across something like that, somebody, and I I showed you the video that I'd taken that night. I I. I'm always very adamant. I'm I I'm all about live stuff, you know, because uh-huh. of doing lighting and and my you know background with live shows, um, and so I I have to at least take a few videos from a show like that so I can I can review it myself and make sure that it was actually as good the next day <laughs> as it seemed, you know? <laughs> right? And uh, and then I can share it if it was that good. And then uh, to be able to, and then I go on and I, I start researching that band a bit, you know, and right. I, I start looking, you know, up things and kind of following them and, you know, fo- you know check them out on Facebook, obviously, you know, start mm-hmm. following them on their Facebook page and, and, uh, and not stalking them, obviously, but, you know, but, uh, and that, and uh, so they were one that uh, really uh, was, uh, was pretty fun to get into because like we were saying that it seemed like that she's really uh, uh, really uh, been getting into her career been uh, very uh, uh, growing yeah honing her craft really exactly and that's something that I've been I've I've worked around so many musicians you know and and to be there as as a as as a as a designer you know, you oftentimes end up getting their their ear mm-hmm. in a different way. Mm-hmm. You know, you're talking creativity, you know, in a, in a creative fashion and that kind of thing. Um, and I've I've often found myself with many different uh, uh, artists and musicians early in their career talking about what it takes to get up the ladder, right? You know, and and what it takes to uh, to actually have. Uh, not only a successful uh, career, but it's particularly a, a, uh, a career with longevity. Right. You know, and, uh, um, and you look at somebody like uh, her, and th- I know that that that's, tends to be what I saw. 
I, I tend to see in a band like that a lot of passion. Absolutely. They don't, they don't seem to be there just trying to soak up whatever money they can get and get oh, the heck out well, of the passion's town. Well, passion's the perfect word there. Yeah, you see a lot of passion coming out uh, uh, off that stage uh, when, when those guys are on it, and, and it's really awesome. So yeah. I want to take a little pause, though, a little break, uh, and, and kind of rewind it a little bit because we're talking here. And, you know, anyone who's been listening to the show and been keeping it up, I, I have, uh, you know, artists or musicians a lot of musicians that have been on the show and and the show kind of focuses around music so this is also another time too not only i was saying i'm I, we're going to really get to know you but uh steve here the, the first non-musician um you know i won't say non-artist because what you do is some art to it and and it's awesome it's really beautiful uh uh the things the things that you make come alive because what you're doing is uh you're helping out a lot of the musicians because you're putting the you're you're the lighting master you're putting all those awesome lights up while 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 we're performing and stuff and you're making the room dance you know not just the people dance but the room dance with the colors and and so we want to get on here and talk to you about this lighting stuff that you do, because I don't know really anything about it. I n just know that it makes me look cool when I'm up on stage. That <laughs> sounds great. That's all I know about it, really. So yeah. I'm really interested to know that. So when did this whole idea of of sort of um, light projection or lighting sort of blossom or get born? How, how does somebody decide, I like doing uh, lighting things up? Huh. Well, for me, it started uh, when I was quite young. You know, I, I, uh, my brother, uh, my oldest brother, got me into to this uh, this crazy career um, when I was uh, very young. When I was thirteen, I grew up uh, in Athens. I I was born in uh, in Xenia, Ohio, mm -hmm. but I moved here when I was three, and uh, I I grew up uh, on a large farm outside of Athens. Uh, and uh, we actually uh, played with uh, various uh, we went up into our attic when I was 13 my brother had come back to visit and he starts showing us all this psychedelic light shows you know <laughs> oil shows the old Grateful Dead kind of stuff and uh, I was hooked my dad was a computer science professor and uh, I don't think if I, I heard it quite right yet, um, maybe you said it, but let's date you a little bit. So when was this happening? You're 13. And, and when was this? That's a good question, really. So I'm 53 now. And so uh, that I'm uh, so uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of blowing your mind a little bit yeah, while right. we're thinking about it. So you're getting into psychedelic lighting. I mean, when psychedelic lighting is the thing is actually still relevant so to speak i mean this is uh this is probably we're looking at 1975 i guess right something like that mm -hmm. and so i mean it's a little bit after the fact but it's still it's still you know uh very much like relevant. we said exactly and my brother had uh, just come off the road with people like uh, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer and the Grateful Dead. Oh, wow. He had, he had been working uh, with them uh, and that he had uh, learned not only from uh, people here in Athens, uh, that's where he had really gotten his, his, uh, his teeth into this, um, uh, people like Mike uh, Claypool, 
was his, uh, I guess, his original teacher to, mm-hmm. uh, into lighting. But uh, he got he got to learn a lot of the uh, the the big techniques for this uh, these uh, psychedelic light shows out there with uh, those types of bands, and then he brought this back for us, mm-hmm. and uh, was just uh, was just determined to teach his little brothers how to be lighting designers. So are, is know? that something that you're able to you know? Because I don't want to get too technical for the show right now, but is what is that technique? Is that something you can? simply explain of, of this yeah. psychedelic technique he wanted to come back and show you guys it is pretty simple actually um, because you're really just uh, dealing with essentially like mineral oil you know and so we used to work with like overhead projectors those uh-huh. are those uh, things you'd use in classrooms uh-huh, right. you know the old overhead projectors. Put the little and, clear piece of paper that has writing on it exactly and it, the acetate sheets right, right. and the, and the uh, slide projectors we'd even use those the 35 millimeter slide projectors mm-hmm. and so we'd use these things and uh, we'd actually you could take some oil and put it on the uh, on the top of the overhead projector and then you can manipulate that oil oil and you get all of this blobby kind of and that's how you would get this kind of that that effect that would uh you'd see behind people like Mm -hmm. we'd say like behind the grateful dead this splatty kind of color blobs moving around exactly this amoeba kind of look Mm -hmm. you know and uh it was you know it was really powerful back then it was really of course you know trippy you know right that was the idea definitely something cool to play yeah. with as a, as a 13 year old 14 year old it kid. expanded our minds right. and that was what the, that was the whole i think the idea of the venture going right. up into the attic right. there right you know? and it was very powerful and it was uh it was certainly all consuming and it really it really was uh, effective you know, and it was the it was the beginning. Then he he was he was all about drama. My brother Mike, right? He he was he took it all into account, and that he was very much about teaching us the idea of the importance of the music, mm-hmm. right? The importance of uh, of understanding the music, of uh, of making the music relevant. You know, so that when we would uh, express lighting to music, you know how we would how we would uh, blend those two, and then especially to do it without overshadowing the music, right? Or in some cases, like let's say in the case of like a Pink Floyd, you know, Pink Floyd is a is a unique band where it uh, it almost begs to be overshadowed, right? They almost don't want you to see them, exactly. And just the lighting, almost. Yeah, exactly. right, right. As opposed to, let's say, the London Symphony, where you would light them up, let's mm-hmm. say, in all no color wash, and they'd be very much lit, and it's all about the music. Right. right okay. You know? yeah. And so, um, you know, how did that? How did that grow for you? Did that become something that you wanted to go to school for, or was it something more that your older brother just said eventually one day, hop in, let's let's take a ride and start doing this with me. It did just kind of keep unfolding. Um, I certainly kind of thought about school, um, but I uh, what I did was uh, I inst- uh, I ended up going to Tri County Vocational School, mm-hmm. and I took electrical classes there because I knew that would give me a foundation that would at least be beneficial for where I was heading. Mm-hmm. And so I at that point going into high school. 
you know, by the time I was 15 and so forth, you know, I knew that uh, what I was going to be doing. Right. You know, I had this in my head. Um, and so I, uh, at that point, I mean, I'm sitting in class, even though I'm trying to learn electricity, I'm still drawing out lighting plots, you know, for Van Halen and, you know, I'm <laughs> imagining all this stuff. Right. And that's my fantasy world, you know. And so um, I'm building up in that way. So in that sense, I was going to school in in my own way. You know, I'm already designing. I'm learning design right. in that way. And uh, it was when I was 18 that I left Athens and uh, went out to visit my brother in San Diego again. He was living out in San Diego at that point, my mm-hmm. oldest brother, Mike. And... Uh, and I started living with him out there at that point and started uh, immediately working for a corporate uh, AV company doing lighting for corporate events. My first uh, company, a corporate meeting that I lit was for Rost and Purina, as a matter of fact. It was an interesting thing and uh, at uh, the Hotel Del Coronado. And... Uh, um, uh, it was uh, it was an incredible event, and uh, to put this into into perspective once again for people listening, because I sort of didn't really have the idea, and, and we were talking a little bit earlier, and the closest thing that came to my mind was like I was saying. So is it are these corporate events you're talking about? Something like, for instance, uh, when Apple comes out and sort of gets on stage and has their keynote to announce their new their new products or whatever their their unveiling of new stuff is that kind of what you're you're talking about yeah that's right you know i mean i did corporate meetings for for well uh, i had a a 35 plus year career Mm -hmm. and so a big portion of that was uh was with around corporate meetings i would tour the world doing corporate meetings and so it was around it was every type of meeting so it could be doctors conferences Mm -hmm. right just where they're talking about uh, different procedures and training or sales conferences or as you're saying a big pitch for apple you know they're they're revealing some big new product all sorts of stuff a mix of all that kind of kind of thing gotcha and um was that something that kind of you know because you're you said you're younger you're you're getting in your head and and you're doing stage plots for van halen in in your head you know and then uh did it ever come up at a point where you were like Man, I'm doing these corporate events. I want to be doing some some rock bands. Man. Well, you nailed it. I was definitely a frustrated LD, right? right. Okay. You know, for for uh, for on and off for several for uh, several decades, really. Um, but uh, you know, I I was I I allowed myself to do corporate events because uh, they were very clean. Mm-hmm. They paid very well. Well, right. <laughs> you know, I'd stay in some of the nicest resorts in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, you would go in and do a corporate event, and you'd get flown in. You'd uh, be there for like ten days. You know, you'd get your own room in these nice, real, like I said, the nicest resorts in the world. Right. Um, there was no bus involved. You were not going in and out of arenas. You know, and all this. Um, so, but. I always really wanted much more of that. I still did a lot of concerts and uh, and different things like that. Although I still wasn't doing much touring, right? Right. 
um, I uh, I would do a lot of uh, concerts and uh, and uh, bands and so forth, especially name acts mm-hmm. um, at uh, corporate events. They would always oh they'd bring in bands sort exactly. of as gotcha. So they'd want to they'd want to wow their their people or whatever at the corporate events. So they'd bring it. in some big name act. And then you'd get to do the lighting for the for the band during that That's act. That's it. Right on. It was actually even disgusting, right? The amount of money <laughs> that they would throw at these corporate events sometimes. You'd just be sitting there going, oh my gosh. Right? <laughs> you Spare sure? no expense. Spare no expense. <laughs> Double it. Double it. That's right. Whatever That's it right. costs, double it. Double it. That's it. <laughs> sometimes they just have extra money to spend, right? You know, mm-hmm. because sometimes it'll be even like a government agency or something, and they need to get rid of their money. Right. They just so, have to spend it. So that they can get more money the next year. Right. To we show see- that this is how much we spent this year. So let's spend an extra. 10,000 or so at this event. The amount of waste was just <laughs> incredible. Incredible. So before you got torn away, before you pulled away um, from doing that thing, um, had you already been doing lighting for shows in the Athens area, for anything in the Athens area, uh, before you went on this kind of corporate lighting uh, uh, adventure? You said you said you had a 35-year uh, career. Before you went on kind of doing that and touring all over the United States for these corporate events, did you start first and in Athens at all doing like lighting for actual events or was it just with your brother in the attic? No, absolutely. Yeah, actually, of course, I, as we talked, I started in the attic, right? <laughs> the attic at the farmhouse, the hundred year old farmhouse. Uh, um, uh, and uh, we, you know, I, I, that's kind of the incubator, right? We started it out there. Um, and then uh, as I got into my teen years, I started visiting my brother out in California. Mm. You know, I actually literally I would I would save up seventy dollars every summer, and believe it or not, I would. They had a Greyhound bus station right uptown in Athens, right where Seoul. Uh, yeah, yeah, is, right. Yeah. yeah, there was a Greyhound bus. I could get on the bus, the Greyhound bus, right there, and I would I would ride that son of a gun all the way. To San Diego <laughs> and I'd swear it off every time by the time I'd get there I'd swear it off every time but I'd ride it all the way out to California <laughs> <laughs> right? three-day trip three-day plus trip right you know on this bus and uh, um, so I, I was visiting him during my teen years out there and so when I was going out there uh, we were working he was doing shows out there and so that was my next level of incubator you know because I was going right. out there and working in the uh, all the uh, marine bars and all uh-huh. the sailor bars and stuff. So I'm out there at 15, you know, and I'm out there, you know, uh, you know breaking bar, you know, bottles. Time of your and, life. Yeah. Oh, man. It was. <laughs> it really, I mean, <laughs> the stories. Right, right, yeah. right. And I've got some great ones, that's for sure, that we couldn't. So he, so, <laughs> so, so your brother's doing shows out in San Diego right. and you're going to, you know, save up so every year or whatever, um, you, you can go visit him and kind of, you said another incubator. Um, I mean, in San Diego, is he doing some big shows then? I mean, you already were talking about him with Grateful Dead earlier. No, we're doing big club bands out there. Gotcha. We're, we've got some uh, bands that we were, uh, that uh, we've gotten in bed with, I guess is a good way to put it, you know, or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but um, 
And then uh, we were like uh, working with a lot of the California bands out there, the uh, uh, the Circle Jerks, the uh, um, the jeez, uh, um, uh, my mind just went blank, but uh, there just uh, was a, a lot of uh, uh, bands, uh, Southern California bands that were really popular at the time. You know, short of Van Halen and that kind of thing, we weren't quite at that working in that tier, right? Um, we were just happy to kind of work in our in our little environment, and like I said, I was just going out there and visiting him, uh, at fifteen, sixteen. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so I mean, don't 17. sell yourself short. You may not have been doing Van Halen, but as a fifteen year old kid, I mean, it might oh. as well fucking been like you said. I was in heaven. Right. We 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 had a, a, a article written up in uh, in one of our big trade magazines about our three brothers and. Uh, and we described it in there about me and my brother Dave. You know, my my brother Mike would be up there running the board at one of like these mm-hmm. marine bars, and my brother Dave and I would be like on the side of the stage. He'd be on one side, I'd be on the other, and we'd be like tennis ball boys or something, right? You know, is we we owned that stage. That was our whole thing. We were taught to own a stage, right? every bit of even though we're just the lighting guys we own that stage and so like anything that moved if a, if a microphone stand went to to move we were out there we had it we grabbed it it was up and everything was safe you know so this is what we were being taught and it was it was it was like you said it was amazing it was really a great time but so when i was about 16 i guess it was I had come back after, I guess it was probably a second trip out there, second summer, and I, I, uh, I decided, you know, I, you know, I gotta, I gotta start doing my own lights. And so it was funny because I, I called, and my brother Mike picked on me for years about this because I call him on the phone out there and I said, hey, Mike, how do you build a light show? Right? <laughs> he laughs, he laughs, he laughs. So, you know, I mean, I what you do is you'd, you know, of course, a lot of people take those coffee can, you know, and put a light bulb in it. Oh, so right, you'd make right, coffee right, can right, lights. Right, right, right. We had special way of doing it. You know, we'd actually found better cans and we made better light, looking lights. But so what I did was uh, I, I started building myself up a little show and uh at 16 and so i went down to uh paupers at at the time they were having some bands they had bands that played in there on that little corner Uh that little corner stage that's there and uh and i went up to the guy that's working the door and i said i said to him hey you know can i can i come in and do lights in here you know and he just he's looking at me and he's like buddy i can't even let you in here right, right? You know, how can you come do lights you know? right you know get the hell out of here right you, know, just get, you punk right? so that was it. that was the beginning of that but yeah soon after so how that, did it make the change short, then? yeah, yeah how but, were you eventually let in yeah from yep from about soon after that i started i started getting in and from about 16 to 18, I was doing uh, all the lights in the bars mm-hmm. around here, you know. And right uh, we came up with some good bars. They, they came up with a club down there 
uh, called Hangar 5, and we were having some major, major Hangar 5. Hangar 5. Where was that located? That was down towards the river. It was down uh, by where all the... the, uh, it's down kind of where River Park is now, just okay. a little little further uh, south really? down the river. Yeah, it was uh, actually it looked like an old hangar, you know, uh-huh. and uh, uh, they kind of just uh, sprayed the ceiling of these uh, girders, you know, steel girders, and then they put a bunch of uh, a bunch of uh, uh, picnic tables in there. And had a nice sized uh, stage in there. I've never heard of that. Yeah, a lot of people haven't. And we had, I mean, really major bands. That's where Greg Allman played in there. Um, uh, I could go through a large list of bands that went through there that a lot of people, a lot of the, you know, the listeners now probably mm-hmm. wouldn't maybe recognize them, but for the time they were really name acts. So yeah. you got to do a little lighting for Greg Allman. Yeah, you, you down there, said. absolutely. And so in Athens, in Athens, yeah. was that your would would you call that your first big name, or did you have any big names? You know, like well, on, your, on always, your own. That was always the trick, right? That was always the trick. You're always trying to one up yourself and trying right. to get that. You got your name. top five, but you want to keep replacing it. Exactly. Right. And so at the time, absolutely. Then really in Athens, that was one of the bigger names. That well, I, think I would. That yeah. Ever I'd expect it. Got to do down there. I mean, there was like a, a Sam and Dave came through there. Was the this like Blues a brothers and anything else other than a music venue this this hangar five this this place not really no they just did music in there i mean we used to do one of the funnest things i ever did in there one of the best shows and you know tell your friends this and they'll they'll look at you weird until they really get it was we used to do a male strip show in there (laughs) right and i mean you would just, it would be something, right? I mean, I mean uh, I'd be up there focusing. I mean, you just watch these <laughs> these wonderful women would come in and they would just be moving these picnic tables like like mad people. You know, I mean, they would just own that place. Right, right? so you at know? that point, you didn't own the stage. They no, owned they the owned stage. they owned that stage, right? I mean, I wasn't even safe to get up there and focus. Like I said, <laughs> they were trying to stick, you know, dollars in your pants and stuff. I mean, they were, they were ready. It was something. Wow. Know? nights yeah so just things like that would have been the only other thing but they had pool they had a whole separate area for pool and you know you guys heard it here if you see steve Irwin out and about you know make sure you always (laughs) remind him that the best shows he's ever lit in are male strip shows that's right you remind him of that one that's the one yeah (laughs) well that's great um something else i wanted to touch on though you know Obviously, things are moving and things are keeping going, but I, I just kind of want to focus a little bit somewhere else. Somewhere along the line, you started doing lighting. You know, you lit also um, for, for like Art Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd that come about? Well, that was actually late in my career, and uh, a lot of people warned me off of that one, right? <laughs> Avoid that like the plague. And he's a wonderful guy, you know, but uh, he's just one of those very, you know, eccentric kind of... Was he needy? Performers, yeah. I mean, really very much so. I mean, and well, and just in his own uh, artistic values, Uh right? I mean, very much so. He he doesn't use uh, monitors, 
right mm-hmm. at all he'll use a little bit of side fill monitors and i don't you know like you say we probably don't want to get overly technical mm-hmm. but he'll just use a couple of side fill speakers and then uh the only uh thing that he uses for uh feedback for monitor is the house and so uh his uh his audio guy was uh with him for like 23 years and he would do incredible work uh and just i could i was always amazed at how he could mix these houses and make them so pure for him right and just make them sound so well but uh i came across art uh, uh, somehow it's just like those things they, it just kind of falls in your lap it comes along um, my brother Mike uh, he had passed away by now um, uh, and that uh, uh, I had uh, um, like I said I'd been warned off I think he had had an opportunity for to work with art once uh, his girlfriend had went out as stage manager for him, uh, different things like this. So I'd really heard, you know, uh, of course not great reviews, but you know I was fine. I'm 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 very somebody that tends to go with the flow pretty well with performers and and that type of thing. And so I, I went ahead and uh, went out uh, for a few shows and. Uh, and I, I just, I loved it. You know, I, I could instantly see what the issues were with him, mm-hmm. but the, the music, you know, I, my dad uh, had a great big Marantz uh, sound you know, uh, amplifier and some big uh, gigantic speakers, and he would listen to all sorts of great music in that uh, farmhouse of ours. I mean, it would just it would just reverberate the walls in there, especially on Sundays, right? Mm-hmm. You'd have classical music playing and things like Simon and Garfunkel. Mm-hmm. And so I, I literally uh, grew up on this music. And so when I got out there, I knew so, just all of this music, like the back of my hand. And so when I, I got back from those first few shows, I called up the management, which I'd been hired by, which is the best way to work for an artist, you know, mm-hmm. if you can work for the management as a as a as a technician or a designer, that's the best way to be out there working. And uh, I called the management up, uh, which was uh, uh, up in New York, uh, which is uh, oh shoot, my mind just went blank on it. Which is that huge. Uh, uh, management agency up in New York, which is the biggest agency in the world. I'm trying to think of who they are, but I'll, it'll come to me. <laughs> but they, uh, I called them and, and I said, look, you know, I could do a thousand of these shows, right? You know, and and they were like, oh, really? Oh, you can. <laughs> yeah, huh? oh, well, we're glad to hear that. <laughs> and I said to them, I said, well, but I'll say this. Uh, I'm glad to do them, but I will... I'll, I'll never hold my tongue mm-hmm. when it comes to art, you know, so let's do it, but let's just see where it goes. And that's, they, they were kind of, they came back the same way. Well, 
let's see where it goes. <laughs> where did it go? Well, we went for about three years until, nice. uh, uh, and it had quite a ride. I mean, I've got a million stories I from that. And I, I went on to do training. I did a lot of training. I trained people to do stage lighting, mm-hmm. uh, especially as my health started failing me. It became a natural kind of thing to be able to do um, instead of doing shows. And And man, did he give me just so much to work with you know i just had stuff for classes to talk about for days i bet you know in, in between <laughs> you know when people just want to chat right but um uh yeah so we uh we ended up having a major collision on uh in about that third year and right uh um i i told him it it, it, it shook down essentially like this i said look I'll be glad to let the the house guy run the lights art, you know, and right, and uh, we ended up, you know, kind of going back and forth, and I didn't let the house guy run the lights, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I did go ahead and hired somebody to replace myself, and did that over the next three shows, and uh, and then got myself out, and right. it was funny when Does I it- called my wife that night. That that happened. She she just said, "Well, I've been waiting for this call." <laughs> yeah. Does it become to the point? Is the reason something like that happens? And you know, we obviously don't have to go into into details with someone about someone like that. But does it kind of get into the just uh, point where it's like, "Look, I don't want to be given direction, just as much as you." You know, let me do my lighting. I know what to do. Oddly enough, it came down to that. It actually was over a lighting thing. But the bigger uh, 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 issue there was, I mean, this happened all the time, many, many shows. And this was one of, just for me, the the one that broke the camel's back. But he, I mean, this he just went around and essentially had fired half of the band. You know, he was going around just biting everyone's head off. Right. And so I'd went into the uh, dressing room, or the uh, I'm sorry, the uh, the you know the uh, uh, the craft room and to eat and uh and he was the only one in there he's in there you know on the couch laying down and uh and just trying to ignore me you know and that's what he would do he just that's he's like and i don't want to talk too personally about him but you know he he would oftentimes be like a kid you know right and he would uh he would just sit he'd sit there and try and ignore me and i'd I'd say to him (laughs) i said to him like art you know it's like so are you just going to you know uh, just uh, you know, ruin everybody's world today. You know, is this how it's gonna be? You know, I, I mean, and and then he had already come down on me, and I was trying to talk to him about that, and of course he just kept ignoring me. You know, and and like I said, we had already found the end of our road. Right. You know, I don't I don't need to be working for a child anymore. That and was, probably too at that time, you know, by by that time, you said this is late in your career too, so it's no more of the like, oh my God, I'm I'm working for Art Garfunkel, you know, it's sure. not really like the the romance anymore, you know. It's just like I don't need to deal with this. And I really had 
because of my health and stuff, I really was limited on patience to begin with. You gotcha. know, at, at that point, I, I really was doing everything I could to just mm-hmm. be a patient person with right. people and be, you know, cordial. And so, <clears throat> but we, uh, we ended it really nicely. Uh, the really great thing was um, that uh, after that, uh, by the time we'd gotten to that third show where I was training the other person, uh, we had met up backstage and... Uh, and he comes up to me, and he he comes up and grasps me, you know, and totally apologized, you know, and said, "Look, you're the lighting guy. I really need to let you do lighting guy do his work, right. and you know, and this kind of thing." And uh, and uh, everyone was blown away, you know. My my buddy Stuart, you know, who was the audio guy for mm-hmm. all those years. I mean, we all he he said like. He's never apologized to anyone, and I know that's true. <laughs> that's awesome. That's amazing. Amazing stories right there. I really like hearing that stuff, and you know, it's just funny hearing hearing the name. It's like art. Come on, yeah. art, oh, art. But I'm. A, we're gonna take a break here. One last question I gotta ask you though. Uh, um, after after knowing about that, is that what's your? I don't know if we got a, a real answer about this. So, what was your? Ended up being your favorite thing to light? Did you like lighting the corporate events or the music shows? What What was better? What What in the end? After it all, you know, after mm-hmm. working with the Art Garfunkels and 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 people, what What would you choose to do now? If somebody came up to you now and said, "Hey, I got a big music show to light. Mm-hmm. I also got this corporate event to light. What would you choose to do?" I. You know, I, I allow myself to hesitate a little bit there. Money's the same, really, no matter what yeah, you pick. You know, it would be, it would be, it would be, uh, music hands down. Really, music is allows you the most creativity. It, it really engages you the most. Mm-hmm. You know, corporate events can be very engaging and really, you know, you can get very artistic. But they're also the most staunchy they can be the most demanding you know they can be really you know it can be really the most irritating too so you know of course uh, the music and and working with artists can be all that as well but yeah uh, no matter what i would have to say music cool but i loved them both hey Yep. Sounds like it. Sounds like you had a, had a hell of a career. That was great. Yeah, it was, it was we're great. gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the stuff you've been doing here in Athens, um, as far as lighting goes. More recently, but like I said, this whole show is kind of centered around music, and we were trying to figure out a way uh, to get music uh, on the show this week, and and what we'd be doing for the breaks. And you were sending me some some really great live videos of some some bands throughout the years who you've done lighting for and some live stuff. But what I what we've chosen to do is just uh, uh, play some music from some some local bands, some bands here. Athens um, that are that that are kind of more nowadays more around we heard Angela Pearlie and the Highland Moons you know and they're not necessarily from Athens they're kind of from around the area but also we're gonna listen to some others that you said you were you were fans of so we got Dune coming up and we're gonna listen to one of Dune songs Absolutely. Hunter and then uh, we're also gonna be listening to Larry uh, he was at Larry uh, Michael Retouche and he was a guest uh, uh, here at few episodes back it was yeah, really great so that, yeah. we're gonna listen to some more of his uh songs too one we have coming up is his song smile so we're gonna listen to dune the song hunter and also uncle larry smile and then we're gonna be back and we're gonna talk with steve Irwin about some of the lighting stuff he's been doing in athens since being back join us www.viewfromthehill.com you're listening to view from the hill we'll be right back
Welcome back to View from the Hill. You're listening www.viewfromthehill.com. That's where you can listen to this episode, past episode, all future episodes. I'm sitting here with Steve Irwin, lighting technician extraordinaire. We just got uh, done listening to Uncle Larry and also Dune, Uncle Larry's song Smile. I I love that song. That just puts me in a groove. I got to see them play at the, the, the last Halloween and... And they really did it. That was a good, that was a good show. I got me moving that night. And Dune, man, they just can can rock it. I know they just got done playing uh, the the most recent Nelsonville Music Fest. I think actually, uh, good friends at Josh Brown, there, great good friend of mine, and uh, Lewis Knight. Those guys are awesome. Uh, really rocking it every time. I mean, they're just they're just they just do it. They just do it. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, would you would you ever like to do lighting? For, the, for those guys? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I find myself, you know, where I'm at, obviously, uh, doing less, obviously, than I used to. Mm-hmm. And so I would like to, you know, that's my thing. Um, and so what I do is I, I, these days I try and help out when I can. Like, and so if somebody has something special going on, right. you know, a special event or something like that. You'll lend then, a hand. Yeah, I try and help out, well, you know, and, and try and boost it up. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where, you know, as I, I have my uh, office uptown and uh, I run something called 8 North Live, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, um, and what we do there. And that's where I run the, the courthouse lights out of. And okay. so that, right. I've got some LED lights that we project out of the window, and that's right. how I light up. The so let's courthouse. pause here, actually. Let's pause right. and, and go back. So Sorry. you, you, yeah. you, no, no, it's yeah, good. We love back. it. But you were doing this, you know, you were doing this lighting career, and you had this lighting career, and you, and you were you were all over the place. So, so I assume that meant, you know, you left, but then you came back to Athens, and now you're you're here again, right? Yes, correct. When That's did right. you return? Yeah, that would have been, uh, I guess, uh, what is about five or six years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd uh, like I said, I left here when I was about eighteen, mm-hmm. and then I traveled all over. I lived in several different places: California, Florida, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, of course, visit uh, my family and right. so forth. I'd visit back here, um, uh, but. Uh, I didn't really move back here until about five or six years ago. Um, my mother's health was uh, was declining, and uh, my health was uh, having issues, and so uh, I came back to uh, help out with that. And uh, um, and really, I've been back ever since. I I decided to uh, come back more for the simpler lifestyle. Um, uh, as I said, because of my health. I, I found myself uh, uh, needing to uh, slow down enough that Athens made sense. Right. And so uh, uh, when I got back here, I spent about a year kind of pretty close with my mom. I wasn't doing too much uh, in regards to uh, things with town and so forth mm-hmm. uh, with uh, projects. Right. Uh, but it wasn't too long after that that i i picked up with the uh, club idea and, and i think i mentioned yeah that. you were telling me something about that earlier who who'd you kind of run into to start you know bouncing ideas off of with this suddenly you wanted to maybe start a club in athens what was that idea well the thing with me and I, we'd mentioned the uh, uh hangar five right and so 
I, uh, when I got back here and started uh, really making my way around, I couldn't help but feel a certain sense of disappointment uh, with what I felt like was the lack of any kind of uh, uh, sizable stage. Like a venue, yeah, yeah, lack of venues. Exactly, mm-hmm. right. And, and it feels like uh, that we're just kind of getting back to that. You right. know, I feel like that, you know, with Casa going, with the Union coming in, you know, with uh, Jackie O's going, we've got the Skull, you know, I mean, we've got these places going that are, are, are really, I think we've got, excuse me, we've got, uh, we've got a nice set of venues going now. But uh, I felt like uh, I was just frustrated with that. And, uh, and I kept uh, uh, kind of fueling that frustration. I even kind of found myself going into uh, the, these various uh, venues and uh, uh, kind of uh, uh, butting heads with the, 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 the door, doorman, you know, and it's kind of like, you know, well, you know, where, where's, where's, the, where's the big bands? Where's the big stage? And they're looking at me like, what's your problem? You know, but I'm, I'm kind of Stop, just, man. Yeah, I'm a doorman. Right. That's, yeah. that's not my, my fault. But, you know, it was frustrating to me, you know. And, uh, um, and I had read something about uh, Demetrius Prokos mm-hmm. uh, was, had been working on this club uh, on Stimson Avenue, this mm-hmm. idea of a club. And uh, um, Demetrius and I were old friends. We'd grow. Uh, we'd went to high school together. He's a little older than me, but uh, um, I had uh, uh, been thinking about this, and I just happened to be driving by his office there uh, uptown, and I just decided to pull in. I went in, talked to him. We sat down, chatted, talked about old times, and then started talking about that uh, club. Uh, we of course talked about my history, what I, uh, you know, what I'd been up to, and he really just felt like that was the kind of thing that he wanted uh, to be involved with that club. Mm-hmm. He wasn't interested in running a club. He really wanted somebody to kind of get into it and to kind of spearhead this. Right. And so that's when that's when I really got involved with that. You keep, you know, something I want to bring up though, and. I don't know if it's bad to bring this up or not. You keep referring to it as a club. I heard there was another word in that also that you keep leaving out because I, my I thought it was going to be a strip club. Well, uh, that was prior to me getting involved, and that actually, and I I probably I can't speak uh, uh, too. Uh, uh, you know, firsthand on this, but uh, as I understand it, the way this went down was that um, there was apparently some 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 sort of problems, some issues between the city and and Demetrius uh-huh. and and when he was trying to put this together, just uh-huh. his club, and uh, that uh, uh, since they couldn't work it out, Demetrius as I understand it, said that he was going to just do the one thing that they didn't want him to do, but that he knew he could do. So it was kind of like a, just sort of like a, oh, fine, you won't do what I want, 
I'll just make a strip club then. Leverage. Right. As I understand <laughs> it. And and then he ended up, uh, I guess, you know, they did a uh, uh, some sort of lawsuit. Mm-hmm. And he ended up winning pretty right. big out of that. Right, right. And, uh, but, they, but the club never came still. There was no intentions of ever doing a strip club. And then uh, when we started working together, um, we... Uh, we didn't quite have a meeting of the minds on how it would go together. And then particularly there were some issues with uh, the way I, I, I wanted a nice large stage, at least 30 feet wide. Mm-hmm. You know, I wanted uh, the way I had it set up was we were going to have room for about 1500 people in there. Wow. Um, you know, almost up to 2000 people. And we were going to have uh, a couple of restaurants in there. I mean, it was really a, a nice design and layout. Just take the whole entire building right there and not have it be separate little areas anymore, but really just the whole place is just one place kind That's of. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it was re- it was somewhat ambitious. Um, and so there were some parking issues. Mm-hmm. There were some sightline issues with uh, things like uh, some uh, some uh, beams and so forth that possibly couldn't be removed. Right. So we just started running into some issues like that um, that uh, kind of brought a halt right. to the whole thing. Have you, by any chance, visited that uh, venue of dreams place now that is occupying? Mm-hmm. Part of that building. Have you been in there a little bit? Yeah. As a matter of fact, they they, uh, they asked me in to help out with the lighting for right the, the first, uh, the very first show in there, and then I've been in to, for a few times to yeah. help out with it. It's pretty know. cool. I mean, um, I really like the mind state of those guys. Uh, the mindset of those guys. They they really um, they're trying to do things, you know, and they're they're pushing it all themselves, uh, putting together a team to just kind of bring that same kind of thing together. And I like the idea that they just wanted to create a venue that was just a venue, mm-hmm. wasn't a bar. Yes. You know, but it also wasn't Memod, you know, it was, it was a place that, that, that we ran, you know, of course I didn't run it. Th- those right. guys do, but you know what I mean? You know, it's like a place for us, the, the by us, you know, we, we made this place and it's just a venue. And I like that mentality and what they're doing there. And I agree. I think it's and really that, awesome. They, they did tend to, pick up on it it seemed a certain amount of what i know that we were looking to do there and the first night that i was there i got a tremendous amount of positive feedback about uh that which was the same about uh, what i was getting when i was putting together the initial uh project right which people are very very uh, uh much wanting uh, something like a club here uh-huh. that you know where uh, they seem like they're they're kind of tired uh, or at least have had enough of bars we all we have enough bars or but, just want the choice yes. to not go to just a a bar right right you want you know and so a full featured club something that is serviceable you know i mean when when my layout i had what four different bars four four or five bars in that one club and that's what we were looking at was actually an event space something Mm -hmm. that was multifunctional we were looking at putting in uh you know offering uh space for uh, skateboarders during the day we were offering uh technical training during the day for people either local or even uh out of out of town you know people could come from actually all over the world to come here 
um, and that way they could train during the day. That, that way this facility was actually being utilized uh, 24-7, right. essentially. You would train during the day. You could, uh, you could uh, essentially rest, and then you could come back and work a live event mm-hmm. and get real hands-on. And that was, this was a pretty unique opportunity. And yeah, so, very cool. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's a uh, and so they've really kind of carried that on. I love what the owner there, or the guy that's running mm-hmm. it, uh, Mose, is doing, and mm-hmm. I I've really appreciated how he's running it and everybody that's working it. Down it's awesome. There. I yeah. know there's a lot of other people too. You mentioned uh, that that indoor like skate park too. You know, indoor skate park. I, I know there's a lot of other people too. Who'd really be interested in getting an indoor skate park together. Jared Black, of one of my guests too. He was talking about all these community ideas he really wanted to do, and he's. Definitely uh, got big ideas. Yeah, Jared Black's got some awesome ideas, and he's one of those indoor skate park... uh He's pushing for that, yeah. too, definitely. I mean, what would be better than to have climate-controlled, you know, that kind oh, of facility, awesome. rock and roll music with even lighting? And, exactly. You know, I would love to of... go to a show where there's also, like, skateboarding happening and, like... Exactly. I, I, it'd, yeah. it'd feel pretty awesome. Yeah, to, fun to stuff. So that, you know, who knows? That could still come about. You know, mm-hmm. who knows? Yeah. And so you were saying um, also that, um, you know, your office at, at 8 North... Um, that's where you're running the lights for where exactly? Because you started doing something else. You're so you're running the lights for the courthouse from there. Yes. I well, you know, I I uh, I is uh, I I when we moved up there after we uh, moved away from the club idea, we went ahead and took offices up at Eight North Court. Uh-huh. And uh, and what and, was the purpose for like what was the purpose for doing that? Just to have a general office for contacting you for lighting consultation? Essentially, or? I mean, what we were doing is actually we started up something called Eight North Athens, mm-hmm. and that was to uh, uh, carry on some of the ideas out of the club because the, the that event space that we were looking at down there was as i say going to be multifunctional so we were looking to do more than just offer just a you know a beer drinking you know hole there right we were we wanted to offer things like we said you know the skateboarding opportunities things like yoga training and so that was the idea of eight north athens was to take some of these ideas that we were going to offer at the club Mm -hmm. as uh, extracurricular sort of things and to be able to go ahead and get those uh, working now. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we did at 8 North. Um, we started the yoga facility. Um, I was able to go ahead and uh, begin training opportunities there. Um, we put, uh, I set up the production facilities. That's where at least I set up, uh, got my lighting and so mm-hmm. forth set up. And then uh, to promote that, that's when I started uh, kind of uh, uh, lighting up Court Street. So I, I uh, we have excellent uh, 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 view from up there. So with the windows, I was able to shoot the lights out, and I can light up all sorts of sections. So you got of some Court wild Street. laser lights now that you can. Is that what you're doing? Super like shooting... bright LED lights um, uh-huh. that are movable, can change colors. I do have some lasers; they're not real right. bright. Um, so I want to I want to back up a bit, though. Um, I'll admit there was a second there that I was checking recording levels, so I'm I feel like I may have missed it. But just okay. in case I didn't, you kept saying things about Eight North. We we we. Okay. So who's the we? Who who, well, are, you, who be, are you doing that with? Uh, that would be uh, Jacob. Uh, Jacob uh, uh, 
Brister. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, he's he's my partner that we worked with. Uh, that uh, I brought him in to work with me uh, to do the club together. Gotcha. Uh, down there on Stimson. Okay. Um, and then when we uh, moved away from that, we went ahead and he actually found the offices for us at Eight North, and that's when we uh, moved in there together. Gotcha. So thank you for. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah wanted yeah, to know. I kept we, hearing we, the we yeah, and yeah, yeah wanted the to... we. So you know, um, we'll fast forward then back to what you're saying. You know, you're having fun from that view. You said just uh, you know, kind of shining lights out there, uh, shining lights, uh, projecting lights onto the street, and you were saying just to kind of get attention um did it work did it get you attention yeah absolutely i mean that was the idea it it uh uh it does amaze me uh and doesn't really um uh, with court street uh and we know how court street is Mm -hmm. it can be difficult to get people's attention right (laughs) right Yeah. Yeah. yeah and so uh even with flashing wild rock and roll lights right (laughs) you know and i was even projecting logos onto buildings and different things Uh like that i really had to dig into my bag of tricks to get people's attention and uh and so i was able to get people's attention uh just uh students and locals passerby um i noticed uh that uh through like i said various techniques kind of uh moving logos and in very kind of uh, uh, strange uh, swirling ways so that people uh, felt more drunk than they maybe were or something, you know. It's like, is that really up there if people would ask me so is your own personal logos are you saying like you're like shining like the heineken logo or whatever somewhere yeah we'd do our 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 business logos and that type of thing or or uh, oftentimes like uh the guys across the street on the weekends you know how they'd sell the uh um the uh uh, macaroni and cheese or or, uh, whatever or what yeah the stuff uptown there uh so i would put stuff up on the building and put an arrow pointing down to them, you know, get your <laughs> food here, food here. Right exactly. That's uh, hilarious. So did it get, um, cause you were telling me that it, it got a little bit too much attention too. Cause you, you got a little call from, from some authorities as yeah, well, so right? Authority figures. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I kept pushing and, you know, I was, I was pushing it so hard that, uh, and, I was up there till two, three, four in the morning, you know, and enjoying it. But I was getting tired, you know, and I, I really, I was whipping these lights up and down Court Street to the point where I knew that eventually the police were going to have to And I mean, still at this point, too, the only reason you're whipping lights up and down Court Street is just to do it and to just get grab people's attention right there's no real you know you're not getting paid by anyone to say hey we want Absolutely you to do this yeah. right you're just doing it and just to do it right and because that's what athens is right a, a just to do it and b to be like hey look at us come that's come it. pay attention to us maybe come up and knock on our doors and ask us about what we do or something we're on the right? top floor of this building and, right. and we're gonna be here for a while and <laughs> yeah that's right so then the police said okay yeah. we'll do that we'll come knock on your door we're gonna and go ahead you. and better get on up here what they right. have to say well that's what was funny because uh uh i was actually up in another area away from my office 
and uh, a, f- a friend came and got me, and he was all panicked, of course. The police are here. The police are here. And I was like, okay, that's all right. Where are they? Oh, they're at the office. They're at the office. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Why don't you wait here? Okay, because you're no good to me right now. Yeah. Okay. And then I... Uh, I walked down there, and the police were outside my office, and uh, and the uh, lights are sitting there whipping around inside my <laughs> office. So I went ahead and closed the door so we weren't blinded, and uh, and and I said to him the first thing I said to him is I said, "Well, I wondered when you guys would get up here, right? Right?" And boy, they gave me the funniest look with that, you know. <laughs> and then I kind of said something else, and I said to him, "I said, well." But I'm sorry that you had to come up here. And they said, well, actually, we're glad to come up. We wanted to see what it was all about. We wanted to see the lights. <laughs> so did you take them in and, and, and then have them, have them show them what you were like doing, how you were doing it? Were they asked, well, A, were they asking for that on like a police kind of way? Like, we got to kind of see, like, what do you, what exactly you got here? Or were they at all just asking kind of in a fun way? Like, what, what all you got in Believe here? it or not. The reason they had to come was because some of the kids that live in the apartments above the uh, above uh, subway there mm-hmm. uh, were were complaining because the lights me. were flashing. You're too shitting much me. Them. Not a bit. Right? <laughs> and that cracked me up. And I knew that there really wasn't. I mean, they were on. We were all on a slippery slope here. I mean, the light pollution, I mean, there's, it's hard for, Right. I could have argued if I wanted or whatever, and they were kind of looking at me that way, and I said, no, no problem, I'll shut it down. Mm-hmm. They, But I was projecting the logos, like I said, on 5 North, on the building across the right. street, and so they were saying, well, you know, you have to have, you know, you have to get a permit, like permit to do right. that and all that, and I was going, hey, buddy, I knew that. I was just, look, I was seeing how long I could get away with this, you know, and this was how long. I know, I know at the time it was John Patsky up there. I said, I've met with him. I, I, I'll go up and meet with him. You know, I'll mm-hmm. go do what I need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm shutting it down. I was tired anyway. We're done. Right, right, right. right. And a few days later, I fired him back up, of course, you know. <laughs> and then, as I said, Really, what made the most sense was then uh, after I fired him back up and I was a little more mellow and then there was, I think, one more complaint. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One more complaint, of course, (laughs) over the lights, right? You know, oh my gosh. And then, and so then what I did was settled up onto the the clock tower, up onto the courthouse, Uh because I knew really by then, and that was really the whole purpose of it all. Make a nuisance out of yourself so that I can get somewhere where everyone will be happy. Right. And and it's really nice. And so did that, so did somebody see that then? Did you kind of then... Um, still at that point, focus on the clock tower there at the courthouse. Did you focus your lighting up there still without real permission? And then somebody said, that's a good idea. Why don't we actually do that? Or did they just kind of let you keep doing it and haven't really said, you know, has there been any official talk about no, that? No. So they just kind of, you just kind of do it and they just kind of say, all right, exactly. we won't tell them to stop. Right. And right. what that they haven't even said that. Right, exactly. right, right. As a matter of fact, it was uh, it was kind of cool because, uh, uh, well, at least cool to me because uh, it uh, uh, was about uh, eight months ago or something, a year or something. Uh, the uh, uh, 
a picture of it ended up on the front of the messenger. Oh, right, yeah. And they were talking about just the colored lights. Right. They didn't talk about anything else. And uh, and then uh, I got speaking with uh, one of the uh, people from the paper. Uh-huh. And we were just kind of going back and forth. And we got onto the subject of, well, but there's, you know, the city and the county hasn't really said anything. And so... They they wanted to do an article about it. Right. They wanted to jump on it and do an article. Right. But then they were like, well, maybe we shouldn't do an article. We don't want to get you in trouble. And, and it could be one of those things, too. I mean, that could very easily happen where suddenly somebody digs through enough code books and they'll be like, ah, Athens shouldn't be doing this, you know, and then it suddenly gets shut down. I said, look, it's a it's an on off switch. Right. Click. Right. I can switch it off at any time. I think that's really cool because um, I think even me too, when when you were sort of telling me what you were doing and, um, you know, we were doing our pre-interview stuff and our back and forth throughout this week, I even still, until just now when you told me that, thought it was like a city-sanctioned thing mm. and thought that it was do. just like uh, the city has approved this and they do right. this now or something like that. I had no idea. Is it something you do then? Every night? Pretty much. There's some nights that, uh, like my computer, actually my computer's been dying on me. <laughs> and so I have like a fan on my processor fan died. So I have my own uh, technical issues uh-huh. and different things like that. Sometimes I'll go out and do an event. I'll take the lights away. Right. So beyond that, I pretty much try and keep the lights up and uh, do keep them uh, up there one way or another. So yeah, pretty much every night uh, I keep them going uh i usually keep them on some sort of programmed type uh that's what i was gonna ask yeah Yeah. is it to the point where you feel good enough even though it's not sanctioned that you'll turn them on and then like leave yeah yeah cool yeah as a matter of fact uh i oftentimes because they're led they're very low power Mm -hmm. right i mean they're like they're like 20 watts per light you know so they're very low power um oftentimes i haven't really set it up yet to like remotely turn them off during the day but uh you know i i oftentimes will just let them run during the day because that way they sit in blank color from the window and it just adds more attraction wow so they're just going from eight north and they're in the window of eight north Mm-hmm. beaming all the way up to the to the yeah. clock tower. that's amazing as a matter of fact i just caught somebody on facebook the other night said they were uh, it, uh walking through down court street at 3 a.m the other night and it was real foggy out and they they caught oh. the beams it was like real beamy coming and i've seen that before myself yeah but uh i so all the time now which is fun for me of course but uh people are posting all these uh anonymous kind of pictures of it right as a matter of fact it was really neat this is neat uh that i was out there one night i was out there uh, i think it was cold or something and i was out there looking at the beams i was uh, over towards the courthouse looking back at my beams mm-hmm. and just checking them out you know kind of all proud of myself and stuff <laughs> you know just quietly and uh and some guy comes walking by and says uh and says, hey, hey, will you take a picture of me with those lights? Right? And <laughs> awesome. I was like, 
yeah, man, I'll take a picture of you with those lights. <laughs> awesome. Right? You know, and I just took them. I didn't oh, that's say gotta nothing. feel cool. Yeah, it was. It was kind of fun. Definitely. Know? Just quiet fun. Very yeah. awesome. Very awesome. And so I heard, um, you know, you were telling me also, and, and through the stories you've been saying tonight too, you, you've done, um, you've, you were set up the lights at, at Casa also. Yeah. Um, did you set up the lights all in Casa or just like the stage lighting stuff? The stage lighting. Gotcha. Yeah, because they just had some uh, regular track lights. Mm -hmm. Just like they have track lights on the walls, just regular, no color, white track lights. They had just regular, no color track lights on the stage, right? Right. I'd go in there. This stuff drives me crazy. You know, it's hard for me. I sit there and watch a show and it just aggravates me to no end right you know and so i'd sit there and watch that and i just would bite my lip and it's like man you need lights so yeah are you biting your lip thinking of like oh at that drum kick they should have come in with these lights and bam when that singer started singing they should have blown that up yeah you're just thinking of all the ways to to make the room dance like i said at the beginning and so i got with josh Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, Josh Brown there mm-hmm. and uh, um, started talking to him about adding lights and uh, I'll, I, I'm sure it must have been probably the first thing that came out of his mouth and uh, I know for sure it wasn't the the last time it came out of his mouth because I heard it throughout the year and a half I think it was about a year and a half that we worked on putting these lights together before we got the lights up in there was uh yeah but steve you gotta understand this is casa (laughs) that's all i ever heard well that sounds nice but this is casa i don't know if we can do that right you know that you know uh, you know smoke machine yeah but this is casa we just can't do that here you see we had to make a little compromise it was throughout and it was amazing you know i mean he was great to work with and it was funny because you'd see this panic come over him, right. right you know it's like i can almost see the like him like the josh brown doing what he would want to do and then also getting met with like oh wait and him also thinking in his head wait yeah. this is casa yeah hold on I can't do that. Because I bet he was getting pumped thinking about all these things, too. He you know? would, but then he'd panic. And then it was great <laughs> because, you know, I'd, 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 I'd push just a little and then I'd back off. And I'd, like, send him with a picture or a video of, like, this great effect, a lighting effect right. or something. And then he'd go off and then I'd hear from him, like, a few days later or a week later, you know... Maybe we ought to try I think that. That'd be pretty cool, right? Exactly. That'd be about exactly <laughs> yeah. how you'd say it. And then over time, uh, we kept getting closer and closer to the design, and we finally got it. And uh, and for no long, we got the design up. I ended up putting the lights in pretty much. I mean, literally all physically myself, and uh, and uh, designed them. We. Uh, picked the controller and uh, got the computer in there and uh, mm-hmm. got everything and programmed it and uh, yeah it's a great system I, I they have it the does. best lighting in town we really, just played so. a show uh, there well we didn't play a show but we uh, we joined Doc City Live who played mm-hmm. and Hell Naw who played uh, uh, last week and uh, it was awesome yeah it's a great, great lighting was definitely on point great great light show is that something that you would be interested in um, you know I know that you said you came back to Athens sort of to take it easy, but you know, for any of those other venues out there listening right now, (laughs) 
would that be something you know that, that's that still interests you to continue to do not only with casa but if if other places ask you hey uh help us set up a light system is that something you'd you'd, you'd still be interested in doing i'm i'm definitely always uh, my thing like at eight north live is i'm always about trying to uh uh enhance any production any 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 type of production mm-hmm. in in the in the way that i can right and my my abilities are somewhat limited these days you know and so i if anybody had uh any type of uh need or uh interest you know wanted to pick my brain or something mm-hmm. i'm always willing to try and help out however i can you right know? Absolutely. and so yeah absolutely you know and even bands that just wanted to try and uh build themselves up you know i've had some people uh ask me about production you know building up their production right. and I, I you know i can just answer things in text or an email and, very cool and help people out you know so yeah absolutely. very cool something else that i really liked um you know learning about you while we were at, and i had already kind of known it because i was a part of it but i really didn't connect you to it is that the facebook group you made um because throughout this whole interview you've been talking you know a connection with music um and a connection of the lighting with the music obviously you know and how important that is and um and your love for music and you created and run and are trying to do something with a facebook group um that's just called the athens music scene right athens music scene athens uh i changed athens music and art scene athens yeah, music and art scene and so what was just the whole point of trying to make that just trying to bring collaboration together or, or why were you doing that Actually, it was it was uh, it came out of a conversation with Michael from uh, Uncle Larry. Yeah, um, that uh, we were talking one time, and uh, you know, obviously, I've I've talked with so many bands over the years, so I'm kind of uh, I've come across this before. But um, he was saying something about how it was so difficult for him and uh, other uh, other bands to uh, to connect up with uh with other bands to connect they they say he said they're they're always passing other bands yeah they'll be coming in while another band's loading out they don't have any chance to converse right um they don't have uh they don't know how to track down it's not as very easy to track down uh uh, possible band members if right. you need new band members. Right, I mean, like the this. internet can only go so far when it comes to musicians wanting to really connect and collaborate and talk about things, because we can talk on Facebook together all we want, but, you know, while we're talking, we can't also pick up our guitar that we happen to bring with us and start talking about an idea or just anything like that. Um, it becomes more difficult, so... Well, especially the, the thing of, like, you, you know, between uh, playing, you're usually uh, working. Right, you know, absolutely. Your, your regular job and right. that kind of thing, and so uh, um, when when he had mentioned that, I I had thought uh, it just sent me out. Like I said, you know, about when we were talking about the band earlier, um, uh, uh, Angela's band, that I I just went out and started doing some research. Right, and I I came quickly to find that there was uh, there was literally no Facebook. Uh, no groups, no nothing for Athens when it came to music or bands or anything. And that, right. that floored me. I was really surprised about that. And so I typically just jump right in. So I just I just tried to fill that void. So I just, just made try something. try to do it. Yeah. Has it, has it, do you think, um, 
brought about a positive impact or has it brought about any real world meetings or, you know, are you liking, is the Facebook page meeting your kind of mission statement, you know? Uh, good question. And I'll be honest. Um, I think, I think it probably fell right into the vein that everybody that what uh, that he was talking about in the beginning. I'll I'll bet everybody's probably still too busy even for that. Right. You know because it seems like that's what it is. I think a lot of people are posting stuff for sale. Right. Posting there's you it know becomes the music, like a right. You know. It becomes like a want like a sort of wanted or buy sell page or something like it that. It seems like it. You know. And we have, jeez, oh, what was it? Maybe 180 members up there, something like that. You know, it'd be really cool to organize a real world kind of, you know, to use that kind of to use that page necessarily not just for people to come communicate, but to use that page to help organize real world meetings. That's right. You know, and that's what actually what at the time when I started it. Um, uh, uh, we have a studio up there for 8 North Athens. You know, uh, since then, uh, 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 Jacob has taken the yoga and split off to one right. division and, then there's and on an, a separate there, division. There's a there's an Andrew also that's... Andrew Cutshaw. Cut, yeah. Cutshaw, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's doing things up in that area yeah, too, right? Uh, art. Yeah, he's he's got some art studio up there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And Why don't you grab that and take that up with yeah, you? Yeah, that makes sense. The way I quit. <laughs> so yeah, because uh, he's he's someone I'd really like to get on the show too. Um, someone I haven't really, I don't think, uh, met too much. Unfortunately, it gets to the point where sometimes you know, and I hope I don't make anyone out there listening feel bad that sometimes I don't know. We may have met at shows before at the union. I don't think Andrew's a guy I have met, and I only know sort of in that in that Facebook world, that weird uh-huh. Facebook virtual world. But he's uh, he's really looks like he's involved in some really cool things. And uh, I've always been wanting to kind of get in contact with him and, and talk about what he was doing. Because I knew he was doing something up at 8 North. And that's why I mentioned Jared Black, too. Okay. Yeah. Because he said he had been kind of up there um, at that studio. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering, really, um, if you had ever talked to him about, about some of these ideas. But mm-hmm. I'm thinking even more kind of got off topic there of how cool it would be um, to be able to use this Facebook group you've got uh, going and to try to really pump it because how cool would it be to get a, a, you know 20 musicians together right. at wherever you know at, at, at the donkey or just yeah. 20 musicians somewhere just to hang out and talk talk about musical ideas that go got going I mean I know I'm always I, I'm making hip-hop music um, and constantly love to collaborate with people, but I would love to be in a room to just kind of yell out like, yo, I'm trying to do some bass work on a song. Do I got any bassist that would be Absolutely, interested in doing, man. you know, and then I can talk to yeah. these people in real world. I actually world. was starting uh, looking to put together and I, I put up a couple of events they never took, but right when I started that. I, I started something called uh, these band meet and greets. Right. Okay. And so trying to start these weekly band meet and greets. Right. And there again, that's something that's going to be really difficult to ever get off the ground. But that was the whole idea. Let's try it. I'd be there. Yeah. I'd be willing to start. I'd be willing to team up with you and try to get one of oh, those yeah. started. We'll use this uh, view from the hill. Try to help get the word out. And I definitely good, yeah. try to help get the word out. Even if we did something... 
Um, you know, it doesn't have to be weekly. Even mm-hmm. if we could do something maybe monthly, monthly or, or something. something. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't have to be often, but just oh, yeah. have some some meetings of musicians. I love the idea. And yeah, I think so too. One of the things I was going to tell me what you think of this. I I thought you know that because I have also you know I have all sorts of media you know playback you know I've got uh, you know. A, widescreen lcd you know all that. Uh-huh. um but uh the be you know like you could have one corner of the room playing like a rock documentary you know uh-huh. uh you know how did this band make it to the top you right. know right. all this stuff so there's all sorts of things that go on there more than just to sit around and grab a few beers and talk i mean mm-hmm. that can be part of it mm-hmm. but there can actually be even little you could even have like that little little you know classes i mean anything like that i definitely like the idea i think a lot could be spawned from that if we could just get one meeting going um with just kind of a gathering and then take it from there i think that'd be great and really just some more playing but a great idea and retution michael retution he was talking a lot about this i remember and was really trying to get it going so you know touche if you're out there listening definitely let's all hook up me you and steve let's get this going this go this this band meet and greets these musician meet and greets let's let's do it i'm just a squint but i'll play my part (laughs) all right awesome so we're gonna take a little break right now we're gonna listen to some new music some more of that music that you said you were interested uh, in you you sent me some during the week i looked into some bands so we're gonna we're gonna listen to a little mcbain here one of their songs you gotta have it they're they're sort of a, a new group for what i'm gathering they they haven't been playing for too long around um but they just dropped uh and came out and recorded with their their new ep they recorded out at amish electric chair studios i believe um neil turry he's he just started that and that's that's another guy i'd love to have on this show uh sounds like that recording studio is doing some awesome stuff so we got mcbain and their song you gotta have it and then uh we're just on a mcbain roll we're gonna listen to another mcbain 77 in a 55 um we're gonna have some fun they know how to rock out you're listening to view from the hill www.viewfromthehill.com we'll be right back
back. You're listening to View from the Hill. Once again, that's www.viewfromthehill.com. I'm here with Steve Irwin, Lighting Master. And it's been awesome talking to him. We just listened to two songs from McBain. The first one was You Gotta Have It. And the next one was 77 and a 55. And those guys, they're they're new around town from as, from as far as I know, kind of. I mean, new-ish, um, but... They're rocking it, man. I, I love their stuff too. You know some guys in in that band or I know Dave. David Eubanks, yeah. Right. He's yeah. an audio guy. That's yeah. how I knew him. And then yeah. Yeah, I went to the, I went to school with him for, for a little while when we were both at Hawking. I don't know if he ended up staying there or not. I, I don't know, but for a little while I was there um at Hawking. I, I left uh after a few quarters uh with him, but that's where I met him too, was in a uh, little audio production classes that they were doing out at Hawking. And yeah, he's an awesome guy and that band, man, it's rocking it. And the recording quality is fucking superb also. Amish Electric Chair Studios. Those those guys um they're great. I really want to kind of go out there and tour that studio. This guy just kind of built this recently this really amazing studio and I've only been kind of watching it once again in that Facebook world we live in, you know, whenever he posts the pictures, I've been seeing it and uh audio engineer you know myself i really want to check it out i really want to see it it looks that awesome. was my first introduction i that's the first time i'd seen it i was mm-hmm. really impressed too yeah, absolutely it's exciting yeah. well my man i'm really glad you could be here usually i uh you know i end every episode with with somebody performing or something but as as my first non-musician guy i don't think we're gonna have um uh a Steve Irwin performance. There we go. Brought out the light. There, there it is. The make some magic with your iPhone flashlight. There. Yeah. <laughs> Crikey, mate. Yeah, Crikey, we'll, have to, mate. we'll have to turn this into the video podcast yeah. experience See? so they can That's enjoy that one. Say. Absolutely. It's it's been awesome. It's, it's been my awesome. Pleasure, man. So you're gonna be out out for the for the late night boogie on the bricks. Is that yes. where you're headed? I'm headed up there now. Meet some friends. Check out some music. Awesome. Well, if see I see you and head up, maybe we'll get, we'd have a beer together. On I'll be at the Union later tonight. If you want to check Great. out a hip hop show uh, tonight, you know I don't I don't know if you you're into the rap music, Absolutely. the hippity hop. All music is my. We'll be slamming it. We'll be slaying that. Hey, um, and watch for those lights one. on the courthouse. Right? We will be, man. I I'm definitely going to be looking out for those. And on the street, right? That's what 3 I mean. Right? I expect some yeah. goodness one of these nights That's out right. at 3 a.m. Yeah. I'm hoping it's been a pleasure, man. Thanks hey, a lot. My pleasure. Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening to View from the Hill. Once again, like I said, you can listen to past episodes and this episode at www.viewfromthehill.com. And also my upcoming guest uh, next week is going to be Jesse Catania. He's been a drummer for Bright at Night. Uh, he's been a drummer for the Burning River Ramblers and a lot more bands in Athens. It's really awesome. And then uh, two weeks from now, I'm also going to be joined. We talked about him a lot tonight. Josh Brown is going to be joining me uh, on the podcast. So we'll get to be talking to him, Man in Dune. He's also doing Booking for Casa. And he's also doing a slew, a bunch of things also. I can't even say it right now. And we're going to end the show off now with a little bit more music from Dune, from McBain, and Larry also. Guys, thanks for joining. View from the Hill. We'll see you next time. Cool.
I haven't shed a tear